My greedy stepmother from China married my father to bring her family over, set up their businesses here. Then she stole my inheritance and my family house. Years later, I found out that my girlfriend's brother was dating my ex-stepmom, who had taken everything from me. So I used that as my opportunity to nuke her political career, expose her cheating, and ruin the lies of all her family that set up businesses here because of my father. Here's what happened. Sorry for the grammar. English is my second language after Chinese. My mom died after giving birth to me, so I never knew her. She looks pretty in pictures. Dad says she was a good woman and I believed him. He was a good dad and raised me by himself with the help of my aunt until I was 11. My aunt has her own kids, which are a few years older than me, but we were all friends growing up and still are, which includes my aunt. Like my mom, my aunt is a good woman. My dad worked crazy long hours to provide for me. He only owned his own convenience store. He was a manager and cashier for most of the day and had one other employee as his helper. I was just a kid but would also help at the store after school, sweeping and stocking shelves. For the longest time, my dad's helper was a Chinese guy, but then he had to quit because he had to take care of his ailing parents in China. So my dad replaced him with a white guy who did okay for a while, but then he graduated college and moved on. Finally, my dad hired a Chinese woman to be his helper, and this woman would eventually become his second wife and my stepmom. I will call her Barbara, though of course her name isn't actually Barbara. Barbara was only 15 years older than me, so she was a lot younger than my dad who was 44 and she was about 26. She also didn't speak the same Chinese dialect at first, which was inconvenient for our convenience store because we lived in a Chinese part of town where most of the customers were Chinese Mandarin and only once in a while white or black people come in, so her English wasn't such an advantage. Barbara was nice to me at first, so I thought she was a good person. I wasn't even 12 years old yet when they got married and she moved into our house. From what I know about her, her family is quite wealthy in China and they paid for a nice wedding and they all came to America for it. My dad was the sort of guy to never let anyone pay his way through so he kept on working like a maniac every day. Once they got married, Barbara changed, at least towards me. She was no longer big sis like she tried to portray herself when she and my dad were dating where she treated me as a peer. But now she was super strict and controlled. She no longer let me help out around the shop like before. It's not like Cinderella where the mom would force the kid to do all this work, but she did tend to isolate me from my father. Over the next few years, she convinced my dad to sponsor all sorts of her relatives and friends to come over from China to live in America. He would set up these people with businesses because even though my dad wasn't rich, he was very bright and knew how to make money. They would open little restaurants, dry cleaners, cell phone repair shops, things like that. Pretty much all the little foreign mom and pop shops you see in any small town. My dad helped make those things, except the owners were Chinese guys. Even when I was 17, my dad developed lung cancer due to smoking heavily ever since he was 13. He died only two years later at 52. When I was a kid, I always had in mind to one day take over my dad's store when he retired. Now that I was 19, I was still too young to sell liquor, but I thought surely Barbara would let me work in the store now that my dad was gone. No such luck. He had one of her adult cousins take over the store and the guy hired only his own friends family to work in it. So the store my dad built from nothing was no longer a part of my life. Barbara also had my dad fix his will so that she got almost all of his money, which again, although he wasn't Bill Gates rich, he had several hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't really care about the money. Barbara can have it, but it still sucks that she got all his money and her family is already rich. I think she was just using my dad to transport her clan from China to America, but that's just my theory. 
all the money in the world cannot pay to bring my dad back, but I'd rather have that than cash, but I digress. However, after saying all that, I will admit my dad set aside a small trust for me that was enough to put me through junior college. Also, the minute I turned 18, Barbara threw me out of the house that my dad bought and paid for with his hard work. This is not a place for you. You go now. Bye-bye. She owned it because she was his wife, and now that my dad was dead, Barbara could move her new boyfriend into the house in his place. Her new boyfriend was a big, fat scumbag from Taiwan, who from what I hear was a big shot mobster in his home country. But in America, he just played mahjong all day and lived off his wife's money in my dad's house. Honestly, I think he was hanging out in America to avoid gang trouble in Asia. Also, I think my stepmom got on with him because he had connections in China and Taiwan, and maybe some fraud is going on. Before I got kicked out of my dad's house, my stepmom used my dad's money to invest in a couple of apartment buildings. I eventually heard that she was renting out rooms to various traffickers, and basically, they were bordellos. This was all stuff I found out later, along with the news that she was not only making big money off the rent, but the traffickers were giving her a kickback on the money they earned. I will say this for Barbara. She is a very beautiful woman physically, and it's easy to see why my father was attracted to her. Though, if I think of her not as my stepmom, she personally does nothing for me. She often got men to do what she wanted because she was pretty. I'm also quite certain that she gave them more than eye candy, but aside from one very important case, I cannot prove it. What was that case? Well, I moved in with my nice aunt who sheltered me while I went to college for a degree in computer engineering. My smaller inheritance paid for a couple of years of school. My aunt was nice to me and even though she was still taking care of her own children, she had one son who already married and had his own family, but three daughters who still lived at home and were unmarried, she didn't ask me for rent. Her own husband had passed away long ago, so I got to play man of the house, taking care of the yard and fixing things like cars and computers while I lived there. After a couple of years, I lose touch with Barbara and just concede that she won. I ended up getting a job at a computer hobby store where I soup up computers to make them go fast. It's a good experience and though the money isn't so great, at least it is some money and I am starting to make a name for myself in the world or at least in our small city. And when I say small city, I really do mean small city. It is even small mall in the sense that Chinese people in that city tend to live all in one part of it and everyone knows one another. Eventually, I meet my own girlfriend, Kay, who is much the same age as me and going to school to be a nurse. After Kay and I start dating for a few months, I start to meet her family. She knows about my living situation, that I live with my aunt, and that I have a mean stepmom who threw me out of my dad's house, but I never said Barbara's real name before. So I meet Kay's family and she has an older brother, Mike, who is about 26 years old. Mike is Chinese like all of us, but he is very heavily tattooed and has spent some time in prison because he was a banger as a teenager and did that time until his early 20s. He worked for a landscaping company cutting grass and all that. He is what we call in our neighborhood a cowboy, but I don't know how accurate that translates in English to what I'm trying to say he is. Well, anyway, after coming over to Kay's house and seeing him around a couple of times, Mike overhears me answer one of Kay's questions about my stepmom and Barbara's name comes up. Mike said, oh, excuse me, May. Hey, OP, did you say Barbara's name? In my neighborhood, everyone calls their little sister May. So I say, yeah, that's my stepmom. Oh, he tells me, no offense, OP, but I'm smashing your stepmom. No way. So he describes how he does a lot of houses in my dad's old neighborhood. And while my stepmom's boyfriend is with his own friends playing Mahjong, he, Mike, comes over and Barbara and him do the deed without any protection because she wants a baby and is now like 36 years old and is wanting to go fast and her boyfriend 
has baby batter that is too slow. Evidently, Mike does the deed with all sorts of women in the neighborhood and outside of it too. He brags about all the white and black and Mexican ladies that he also landscapes. I haven't really thought about my stepmom other than talking about stuff in the past, so it was interesting hearing what she was up to. I mean, other than doing my girlfriend's brother. Mike tells us that Barbara uses her apartment buildings as a giant cat house where pimps set up their women. Barbara never actually told him this, but he deduced it like an Asian thug version of Sherlock Holmes. He says that a lot of people he knew in prison got put in jail that way. Also, that my stepmom was running for a seat on the city council, playing up the fact that she was a hard-working woman of color, blah, 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 and had aspirations for even higher office. It's clear that she wanted to make herself a little empire. Kay asked her brother if he would help us put my stepmom in jail. She had her account set up, so it was really hard to prove she actually knew exactly what her tenants were doing in her buildings. But if the building were shut down, it would at least hurt Barbara's cash flow and put an end to some of the things these women were going through in these buildings. Mike said that he would have kept his mouth shut because he liked that my stepmom was basically showering him with money so that he could keep giving her the D. But since his little sister was asking for help, he was willing to forego the money. I piped up and even offered to pay him, even though no way could I pay as much as Barbara. He said, it's fine. You don't need to pay me anything. But if you hurt my little sister, I'll cut your gonads off. Deal. So our plan that we came up with was that Mike would set up his cell phone in an out of sight place in Barbara's room while they did the deed. Mike didn't care about his reputation in America and had plans to leave the country again anyway and go back to China as his own father had a business opportunity for him there. The idea of being in a video like this didn't bother him at all. Having spent time in jail and also being a part of gang subculture he also didn't have any trouble scoring illegal substances and evidently he did these illegal substances with Barbara all the time in her house. So the day he made this explicit tape at her house, he also made sure to show that Barbara was doing illegal substances. He minimized his role so that it appeared that it was Barbara who scored them and was offering them to him. He did make sure, at my suggestion, to have her say in natural conversation what day and what year it was, and that this was her husband's house who passed away, and that her current boyfriend was playing mahjong at a friend's house. Furthermore, Mike added a special touch where in the throes of doing the deed, he made Barbara denounced her Taiwanese boyfriend as a weakling and a fool, not a real man, that only Mike was capable of satisfying her really hair-raising stuff. All of it was in Chinese, but that was okay because the audience would also be in Chinese. Mike made sure that the video clearly showed Barbara's face. The video was obviously not professionally made, so thankfully, we did not actually have to see any clear private parts, but it was obvious what was going on in the film. All told, the video was 20 minutes long. We edited out most of the graphic portions because they were unimportant, really. When I say we, I mean Mike and me, because of course, Kay didn't want to look at her own brother in the act. I didn't care to see Barbara either, and thankfully, I didn't really have to see any clear picture of her exposed, though it was obviously her, and she was obviously exposed. We shaved the video down to the parts where it was clearly showing Barbara's face, her doing illegal substances, talking about illegal substances, and offering them to Mike, her mentioning the date, and that this was her husband's house who passed away. 
them in bed for a few seconds doing the deed, and the funny part where she made fun of her Taiwanese boyfriend. The relevant video clip that we made with all of this was slightly less than 10 seconds long. A few days later, Mike went to China to meet with his parents. A week after that, this is what happened. As politics go, candidates often have to make speeches in front of audiences, and Barbara running for a seat in the city council was no different. Nobody really cares about city council meetings except other politicians and the few people who go to such things. Reading up on her quickly, I learned that Barbara was presenting herself as a woman of high character, a business owner who had set up more than a dozen successful businesses in the area for other immigrants. So basically, she was stealing credit for my father's work. But back to boring political meetings. They're definitely a snoozer, but if something interesting happens, such as the politician saying something Hitler would say, someone getting assassinated, or I don't know, an attractive candidate suddenly randomly appearing in an explicit tape for all to see in real time, news travels fast. So on the day Barbara was making her little speech in front of maybe a hundred people at the local hotel conference room, the public was invited. Oh look, her boyfriend, the Mahjong King, was there too. And all of Barbara's cousins that my dad had sponsored to come to America and set up businesses for were there too. Nobody took notice of the young guy in dark sunglasses and beanie sitting in the front row holding a backpack. Even more so, because the room was darkened except for the stage, Barbara was going to be the fourth speaker out of maybe six. While the first speaker made his speech, I silently slid a bazooka Bluetooth speaker out of my backpack and put it near the stage. Such a speaker is about 20 inches tall, 8 diameter, and when set to a maximum can be quite loud. I tested it at home to be sure. Yep, this would do. As I predicted, the level of excitement for the first three speakers was as entertaining as listening to Jessica Simpson try to rap. So it really was a trial to wait for Barbara's turn. She finally gets on stage and she starts talking about being a good family woman and so on. I pull out my smartphone and use its projector app along with a homemade projector box I built at work so that it could make a nice big image on the close behind wall. 10 seconds of Barbara telling us where she was, what date it was, how delicious Molly is, what an inferior man her boyfriend is, and oh god, oh god, Mikey, do it Mikey. Her actual throes of passion, nice and loud. Thanks bazooka speaker. The audience was so stunned. I had time to loop the video and play it again. Barbara is standing there with her mouth open, eyes wide. Someone in the crowd yells out in Chinese, hey, that's Mike. Everyone knows Mike, especially a lot of the ladies. Just as the crowd is starting to reach a crescendo, I grab my speaker and projector box, stuff them into my backpack, and slip out the side door where Kay is waiting with her car running. Before I made this getaway, I made sure to yell out, this is not a place for you, Barbara. You go now. Bye bye I then went to Kay's house and we were so, so happy we got engaged. By that weekend, I was packed up and moving with Kay to stay with her uncle, who lived in a big house near my new school where I am now finishing my degree. Kay is now a full-time registered nurse. She brings in most of the money, but soon I'll play a bigger role too. From what my aunt tells me, Barbara and her boyfriend broke up, and by broke up, I mean she fled the city because he literally wanted to end her. She lost her bid for the city council, obviously. Thanks to an anonymous tip, her bordello apartments were also shut down. Because of Barbara's shame, lots of her relatives who own businesses, thanks to my dad, lost customers, and a few have already gone out of business. The rest are failing fast. My dad's old house fell into foreclosure, and now a white family lives there. They're the only white people on the block. So Godspeed, round eyes. Barbara's explicit clip was turned into a GIF and made the rounds on tons of people's Facebooks before it got deleted because of community 
crazy guidelines. Mike shared this trailer all over the internet to people he knows, and in our neighborhood, everyone knows one another. Since it was only a few seconds long, lots of people posted it on their Instagrams before it got deleted. Barbara's life is pretty much new. The full-length version got posted to various pay sites, but it hasn't leaked to any free streaming services. This is according to Mike. He never misses an opportunity to make some cash. And hey, yo dad, I forgive you for not leaving me that much other than showing me how to be strong and stand up for myself. That was the best inheritance of all. See you in heaven unless this stunt makes me go to hell instead. Love, OP. So, am I the jerk for getting revenge and nuking Barbara's whole life? So before saying anything else, I gotta say I do not agree with taking private pictures of somebody against their knowledge while they're doing this in their home and then sharing those pictures no matter what the situation is. I know they were doing it for the sake of revenge here, but to me that's on a whole different level of not okay. I know that you could argue that both situations consist of taking away that person's decision, but there's something more dehumanizing about that to me than taking somebody's money. That said, do I think that Barbara was a good person? Probably not. The way that this was presented was kind of surprising because it seemed like the OP kind of came to peace about this whole situation because he said that she thought she had one, and then it was only reignited when he found out that his girlfriend's boyfriend was dating his stepmom. If that had never happened, would he ever get revenge at all? It sounds like the answer is no. But from the way he describes it, it sounds like he wasn't even that upset about what Barbara had done up until that point. So from a motivation perspective, it's kind of odd. The only explanation that makes sense is that he was downplaying how much he was hurt by Barbara in order to cope with that reality. And then when he finally sees an opportunity to strike back, he takes that first shot that he gets. And that first shot is calculated, orchestrated, and devastating. It basically ruins her life and what she spent all these years marrying his dad and setting up in order to have for herself and her family that she brought over. This character, Mike, is kind of the wild card of the entire story because without him, none of this would have happened. And the fact that he would even be willing to do this in the first place is kind of surprising, even with the reasoning that he's doing it indirectly for his little sister. Because by doing this, he gives up all the money he's getting from Barbara, and who knows how this could backfire on him. But I guess it didn't matter to him because he was going back to China after all. The way the OP described him was as the Asian thug version of Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) There was someone that responded to this story that really related to it a lot who said, Thank you for your story. I hope it's true. I got screwed over pretty hard in my grief when my ex died by his wife separated. Like you say, all the money in the world can't buy them back, so I did not care about the cash at all when he suddenly passed. He showed me love like I'd always imagined it's supposed to be, and I couldn't have loved him more. I still do. His ex-wife committed perjury, and it seems can still get away with it. It's not right. I would like to see her charged, but I've read it's really hard to prove perjury, and I may need a lawyer, which I can't afford. I do plan to talk to law enforcement, but I get the impression that they won't really care. It feels good to hear that some people don't get away with it. I wish I knew how to make things right. Like, he was so good at doing. So if you've ever seen a situation like this before, let me know down below or feel free to submit your story via the link in the description. Also, make sure to subscribe to the second channel because that's where some of my personal stories will be. That's also linked down below in the description. So with all that said in this story, do you think that it was justified or was it going too far? I'm still in the camp that there were a ton of other ways to get revenge that don't involve this type of personal violation, but maybe you see this completely differently. Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.